0: Welcome to the Faith Speaks Podcast, episode number 58. I'm one of your hosts, Jacob Johnson, joined this week by our co-hosts Jordan Johnson and Ashley Johnson. Welcome, everybody. Hope you guys are having a great day. Um, I am really excited today as Jordan and Ashley are both on the podcast with me this week Um, and that's always a pleasure. Always a blessing. I love seeing you guys. Love talking with you guys. So, uh, how are you guys doing this week, Ash, Jordan?
1: Well, Ashley pointed at Jacob, but I assume on her screen she's pointing <laughs> at me. So I'll uh, I'll go ahead and take the floor. Let's see. This week I'm doing pretty good. Um, I took an exam yesterday and I passed. So you can't can't ever can't ever complain about passing exams in grad school. So you you'll oh, love to see nope. that. Um, I think I'm starting to develop a bit of a rhythm in the lack of rhythm we have here in grad school. They're, they're really, I'm just learning there's no normal weeks. Um, there's always something unique that makes the week different, that throws a curveball into your plans, and um, getting used to kind of rolling with the punches and just taking a lot of punches. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm I'm Rocky and Rocky IV. Um, hey i just watched the movie so little reference there um but
0: anyways no i'm uh, i think i'm doing pretty good ashley clearly does not understand the rocky reference here
2: <laughs> i do not i do not listen it's already a running joke that i don't understand a ton of movie references so my friends aren't gonna be shocked it's okay we'll just add that one to the list there's a running list of movies i'm gonna watch so we'll just add that to the list folks so how are you doing Bye. Ash? Yeah, I'm I'm doing really well. Jordan, I let you take the floor first since you haven't been on our last two episodes. So I just knew everyone That's was just true, eager yeah. to hear your voice again and have you back. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah. but I guess no, I, I'm doing really well. My um my small group started up this week. So that was a huge just like source of encouragement for me last fall. Um we just we were always able to have such great discussions over the word that we were reading and we were able to kind of get back together again and start that back up this week. Um, so that was just a highlight of my week for me. Again, classes are going pretty well, had some different projects and papers due this week. So of course, always working on those, but yeah, I'm doing really well.
0: Awesome, yeah. It is good to have you back, Jordan. I know the past couple episodes, we talked with Cammy and with Ethan, which was a lot of fun having both of them on, um, but we did miss you um, and we're glad to have you back for this episode. I know we're not really putting this out video wise, but I'm dressed up today because I had a um, event here at uh, the Made at Plainfield facility, which is kind of a joint venture between Geotis, which is where I work, and Indiana State, which is where I went to school. So really neat experience today. Trace. I got to see Roll yep, got to see multiple of my former professors, got to see a couple people from college, um, a couple people that I graduated with that are also at Geotis. Um, so it was a fun day. We got to tour my account, which selfishly was kind of neat um but yeah home life has been good with home group um we're going through a rooted series which some people may know what that is some may not it's just kind of a devotional that really focuses on a couple of different aspects helps our group kind of dive into deeper faith-based discussions which is really neat so i've been enjoying that but uh yeah everything everything's going pretty well i thought for today i have a bit of a fun conversation starter that um we might be able to dive into which is i want to ask you guys what is your favorite book of the bible and then maybe tell us why and see nah, where we go from there
1: i think we'll do something else <laughs> <laughs> you said we might and so I, honestly i'm just not feeling it so i'm just eating it a uh, favorite book of the bible <clears throat> that's a tough one can i choose mm-hmm. an old testament and a new testament favorite book
0: I didn't set strict regulations, so you may love
1: to hear that. Um, therefore, I will go first. Then, um, favorite <laughs> New Testament book would be Philippians. I really, I really, really like the letter um, of Paul, the Epistle of Paul to the Philippian Church, uh, from a variety of reasons. It does have my favorite chapter in the entire Bible, Philippians chapter three. I really like Philippians chapter 3 because in it Paul I feel like is very humble in terms of saying like look here's what I thought used to save me right like I was a Hebrew born of Hebrews from the tribe of Benjamin regarding the you know the regarding the zeal right a Pharisee I was I was all of these things and I regard them as dung right I regard them as nothing so that I may gain Christ And know the surpassing value of of knowing him and things of that nature um so i really 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 love chapter three but also um, philippians one i believe one six has the verse that says the lord is faithful he will bring to completion the work that he started which is a good one and i also believe that philippians two has the verse that says um Work out your salvation with fear and trembling, knowing that it is the Lord who um, is ultimately doing those things in you. So I like that. And then Philippians 4 is really cool because it has the part where it says, present your requests to God with prayer and thanksgiving and um, something like that. And the peace of of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And it's got that list in like verses 8 and 9, I can't remember, but that's a really good one too. I remember chapter 4 opens it up with um, urging Euodia and Syntyche to agree in the Lord. I also really like at the beginning of four 4.1, it, it says, stand firm in the Lord, beloved. There's a lot to love in Philippians. Just find a lot of encouragement, a lot of challenge, and of course, obviously, Philippians 3.10, my life verse, right? I want to know him and the power of his resurrection, having fellowship with his sufferings, being conformed to his death. So there's just a lot to love in the book of Philippians. I feel like I've spent a lot of time there kind of being encouraged. So, So that would probably, if I really had to get right down to the nitty gritty, it would be my favorite book. I also, I'd like to pick two because I really love, in the Old Testament, the book of ecclesiastes it's by my actually favorite bible character I'm obviously excluding jesus um you know he's everybody's favorite because he's our savior rightfully so that said i really i really really love solomon he's an interesting character you know he was wise he was rich he did all these things um but also you know he he had such a great fall Um, But you see the Lord's graciousness to him. And if you recall, right, the the circumstances surrounding Solomon's birth, right? So Solomon was born to Bathsheba, but he was actually Bathsheba's second son because Bathsheba's first son born out of the adulterous relationship with David was um, taken by the Lord. And so the name Solomon has a meaning, which is um, escaping my mind right now. But I really, I think it's really, really interesting and fascinating. And of course he had many works, but I really, I like the book of Ecclesiastes because it's kind of the apologetic book of the Bible, but really I like it because it it kind of goes through, I I preached a sermon on it actually, but it it kind of goes through and it's like, okay, what's the purpose of life, right? What is life's purpose? And it it goes through a variety of different things, right? Money, pleasure, um, work, those types of things. And at the end of the day, our translation, the CSB, uh, says futility, absolute Utility. futility. If you've got a KJV, it's vanity, of vanities. It's it's all vain, right? ESV evidently too. Yep. So vanity, futility, right? Like basically
0: a pursuit of the wind.
1: It's a pursuit of the wind. Amen. That's right. But but it's it's like really it's it's just really really cool. And then it's got one of the coolest verses I think in Ecclesiastes twelve. I think verse 13, it says, when when all is when all has been heard and said, the conclusion of the matter is this: fear the Lord and keep his commands, because this is for all humanity. And I just think that's so cool that, like Solomon, who was the wealthiest man alive, he was the smartest man alive, he was the king, so he had more power than probably most people will ever have, right? Like he was in the most unique position by God to explore all of the potential purposes or Things of life, and he did it, and he ultimately said, futility, vanity, pursuit of the wind, worthless, no good, don't waste your time, right? And he said the conclusion of the matter is fear of God and keeps commands, because this is for all humanity, which is really cool when you think about the fear of God. In the book of Proverbs, he says, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. And so I really, I really, really like ecclesiastes so those would be my two favorite books of the bible plus ecclesiastes three i think talks about time and that's a really intriguing chapter right he says there's a time for everything under the sun right a time to plant a time to sow a time to harvest a time to weep a time to mourn a time to laugh a time to dance a time to cry right all of those different things and i think it's um really intellectually challenging and um it's just it's it's a lot of fun to ponder on and think on um and so i i think there's a lot to be enjoyed about
2: yeah i will say really quick jordan you mentioned philippians chapter four verse eight and nine and uh-huh. i really really love that verse and kind of the lists that's laid out there Um, and it says whatever is true whatever is honorable whatever is just whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is commendable if there is any excellence if there is anything worthy of praise think about these things what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me practice these things and the god of peace will be with you Mm -hmm. so that was the verse that you were referencing earlier
1: yeah and so there's two places actually then because i know like verse six or seven right before it says like who will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, right? Or the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So there's two two situations where he talks about peace, right? And um, yeah. that's something that, frankly, I was missing about two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, both. And and I think most of our world is missing. And And when I talk about peace, I had a sermon on this too, but, you know, peace isn't this just, euphoric happy-go-lucky dancing on sunshine rainbows and butterflies right like peace the word shalom means like a completeness it's a and it's a completeness in christ because we know our purpose and we see our value and we're, we're rooted we're stable we're not we're not thrown around by the turmoils and the struggles of this carnal temporary world and so i think that's really cool too i i feel like there's just a lot of goodness there in the Book of Philippians and and obviously in the Book of Ecclesiastes as well.
2: yeah, absolutely.
0: Ecclesiastes is a unique book because it does kind of take a look at like it makes you think about, Ash, it's funny because I, I asked you about what your shirt says before we started, and it's kind of this view of like it take a look at everything we have here on this earth, right? and like at the end of the day it doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean a whole lot to right like you know i think about the tom brady's and the tom cruises and the donald trump's of the world that you know they have all the notoriety and all the power and all the fame and at the end of the day like we're talking about um solomon as the you know most powerful wealthiest most influential smartest dude to ever walk the earth up to this point point. and he's sitting here saying it's Utility. Like I've searched every I've searched everywhere and everything and it's nothing like it, it all means nothing and so I think it it really encourages us to take a deeper look at what truly matters
1: yeah I mean if, if I remember some of the other ones right like accomplishments is one of the things right and he mentions he's like you know I had he's like you know I had gardens and I planted vineyards and I you know I did all these things he doesn't even mention the fact that he collected like thousands of proverbs or the fact that he built the temple of God, the most incredible thing, right? Like he made, he was so rich that he says it made silver and gold as common as stones in Jerusalem, right? Like the dude was the wisest man on earth, right? Because God said he would be right. His wisdom would be uncomparable. And think about this too. You you want to consider pleasure. Solomon says, I denied myself, no pleasure, right? He, he wanted something. He wanted to enjoy something. He just did it right. Like, yeah, there are very few people that can genuinely say they deny themselves no pleasure at all. And he did like Solomon was in such a unique position to consider all of these things. Right. And talk about a career. Like the dude was the King talk about power Mm -hmm. influence, right? Like all of the things that you see so many of our, so many of the people in our culture today seeking after and that, that we're told to go after, right? Like, you know, build your brand. Like (laughs) the dude was the King Mm -hmm. of Israel. His fame was so great that the queen of Sheba came to visit him. Right? Like, talk about a brand. Like, the dude did it. He had it. He was. And yet he He says... He had it all,
2: right? And it it meant nothing for him. And I think that shows, like, we're always... We're almost taught, like, oh, you'll get the one thing and then go after the next. You get the one position on the ladder, you keep climbing it. Like, you just keep climbing the ladder. Keep getting whatever it is. You have Mm -hmm. a car, get a nicer car. Like, you have a house, get a bigger house. Like, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, right? And it's like, he had it all. Guess what? None utility. of it meant anything to him. Like,
0: utility. Like,
2: and I think Absolute if utility. If we could just...
1: Pursuit of the wind.
2: Just comprehend that. Like, how much different would we live, right? Like, where moths and rust don't get in and destroy, right? Like, because it's not of this world. Like, and he he lived of the world. Like, he lived it and experienced it. And guess what? It didn't satisfy. Like, and God mm-hmm. said that it wouldn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's definitely so much to be learned from, from him for sure. Ash, what well, you? Yeah, this is honestly it's kind of a tough question. I don't know if I'll have quite as much yeah. <laughs> verses and scriptures and all of that. She's Hold a big out,
0: Leviticus girl.
2: Um, oh, no, yeah. um, <laughs> no. I I will say I am a New Testament girl through and through. I've spent most of my time reading the New Testament. I get most encouragement and just like refillment and guidance and direction from the new testament um with that being said
0: i don't Revelation. know if it's my
2: favorite book but i feel like it needs to be honorable mission. and that's the book of psalms um obviously it is <laughs> just a bunch of psalms written out there's 150 i believe and they're broken up into four different books throughout the book of psalm um and that is an That is a place i often go for rejoicing for sorrow for highs for lows they are great prayers they are a lot of hymns and worship songs they are just such truth which obviously the entire word is but i feel like the psalms just condense it and phrase it so beautifully and so um easy to like memorize and just quote so i don't know if i would say it's my favorite book but i definitely had to mention psalms because if i don't know where to go in my bible that is the place i turn because there is so many and i feel like it encompasses anything you might need in your faith as far as favorite book it's really between two and i guess i've read them both and they're two books that i've read the most so i've read them more than once And I guess I still can't fully like differentiate them as far as like which is a favorite in my brain. And the two are Romans and Hebrews. I just feel like they're both such solid, solid books of the Bible. And I think for me, what really, like what I look for when I would say like a favorite book of my Bible is, you know, if I could only read one more book of the Bible for the rest of my life, or if I had to pick one book to memorize which i don't know that i could memorize either of the two books i just mentioned because they have you know 15 or something chapters um but you know that's kind of i guess my standard yeah it's 16 Um, romans i don't know Hebrews. hebrews exactly i think so yes but in any case it would be like if i could just know one in and out it would definitely be one of those two and i think for me what like would qualify that standard is is it able to challenge me in my faith is it able to call me out and guide me and direct oh, me and show me neighbors. the purpose of my life is there encouragement and just love and all of that in it and i feel like both of both of them have that and i'm able to For me, when I read them, even when I read them over and over, I'm able to, like, highlight, underline, jot down notes. It leads me into deeper thought and questions and conversations. And for me, that is what I feel like moves me forward in my faith. And I would say these are the two books that do that most for me, which is why I would say that they are one of my favorite books. My favorite verse in Hebrews—no, in Romans— is i'll give my favorite verse from romans because i think it really puts a lot of both books in perspective for me so the verse is but god shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners christ died for us chapter 5 verse 8 encompasses the gospel in one sentence um but god shows his love love and that while we were sinners christ died for us But I really love the first two words of, but God. And I feel like this almost in a kind of way, I tie it back to Solomon even, of he had everything of the world didn't satisfy him, but God is our satisfaction, is everything, is our contentment, is our joy, is our peace, is our strength, is our savior. Um, Mm -hmm. So I would say if I had to pull out a verse from Romans, that would definitely be it. And then as far as Hebrews, I love chapter 12 verse one two and three um where it's saying lay aside every weight every burden run the race with endurance that the lord has set before you i paraphrased i was not reading it exactly right there let
1: me see if um, I, I used to memorize that um but
2: i just i love that verse very deeply so not exactly a favorite but those would be the two books that i would go to for sure let's
1: see test me on it so um therefore since we also have such a large cloud of witnesses surrounding us let us lay aside every hindrance and the sin that so easily ensnares us let us run with endurance the race that lies before us keeping our eyes on jesus the source and perfecter of our faith for the joy that lay before him he endured the cross despising the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of god absolutely i really like the king james on that one though because it says he's the author and finisher of our faith. And I really like yeah. the um, the imagery of that.
2: Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned different versions. Jacob, this is the last thing I'll say before I let you um, share with us your favorite verse. Um, but in my small group earlier this week, we each had a different version of the Bible, actually, that we were reading out of. So we had an NIV, a CSV, an ESV, a KJV new king james i think so we had multiple um and then we had like we had one on a phone and we were actually even texting jordan because jordan you have a bible that has um hebrew and greek i believe as well like so that yeah so you have the hebrew and greek original language of it um with the translation so we were having a lot of fun just looking at Um, a couple of the different words used for one of the verses and obviously most times a lot of the words directly align but for this specific verse each of our versions gave two different words And I thought it was really cool because we were all able to read it. And again, they mean very, very similar things. But finding encouragement in a couple of the different words that we were able to pick out. And I just love, you know, talking about, like, favorite books or something like that. And obviously, Jordan, you were mentioning CSB. I read out of an ESV Bible. And just kind of, I thought it was funny that you had mentioned a couple of the different versions and stuff like that. And you like King James there. And yeah, so just a fun little note that whatever, read a version that you feel like you can glean and learn from and i also highly recommend do obviously like make sure that it's true to the translation and it's giving the correct message um but comparing and contrasting a couple different i mean i know i've mentioned four or five just here comparing and contrasting if there's a verse you don't fully understand text someone else ask others read it in maybe like a different version version if you're an ESV, try csv or something like that um can help as well so Mm
1: -hmm. I think that's good advice, and that's why i I do really like the Bible app because i'm not I'm not promoting the Bible app. We're not sponsored or anything, but um <laughs> the Bible app you know you can you can pick a verse and you can hit compare and it'll show you like three or four different versions and you can just compare it right there on the on the phone instead of having to like pull out three or four different Bibles right and like thumb through the pages and you know go and find it makes it a little yeah. bit easier,
2: yeah, absolutely. So what about you, Jacob? I feel like I know what book you're going to say, but go ahead and say it for us.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I would say my favorite is probably Haggai. Uh, no, <laughs> no. Um,
2: uh, and but of but course, maybe Amos a
0: close second. Yeah, you know, we joke around. Obviously, you know, we we revere scripture and it's all God's word and it's all, it's living and it's all good for teaching, rebuking, all of those things. Um, Timothy, I would say you guys maybe 2, 3, 2, I don't know I know that scripture know. I just don't know where it's from um, and Timothy. since you guys gave since you guys each gave two I'm gonna do the same it's only fair um, I would say one of my one of my Old Testament favorites is the book of Esther and I think the unique mm. thing about that one is it's the only book in the Bible that does not exclusively mention God um, which is really neat because when you think about life a lot of times um well like let's let's just be honest we don't see god in the way that many of the old testament stories see god right like Mm -hmm. we don't see the burning bush we don't see that glowing coming off of our faces as we step down from the mountain. there's no pillar of cloud or fire there's no you know splitting the red seas not to say that we don't see miracles because there's plenty of You know, I I believe that the three of us have seen miracles happen, but maybe not in the same way. Right. All of that to say that the book of Esther doesn't exclusively mention God. And a lot of times in our world, people feel as if they don't see God. Right. Like that's something that people would say, is like, well, I don't see God working. I don't feel God working. And yet he was in the story. Right. And ultimately, it's a story of redemption, which is perfect because our lives are a story of redemption. Um, for all of us who are saved, that have been chosen as God's children and have been saved by Jesus, we are stories of redemption. And so that's a really, um, it's just an awesome thing. I love reading through there and multiple, two main characters, right? There's um, Esther and there's Mordecai, and both of them are just used in really unique ways. And Amen. it's, Yeah. Haman's, you know, one of the main characters. I don't. You probably don't want to aspire to be Haman. You don't want to aspire to be a Haman. No, I don't
1: want anybody to be a Haman either. You
0: you don't see a lot of children named Haman, you know. Rightfully so. But, but I think additionally, it's uh, it goes to show that God has a purpose for everyone, right? He, you know, Mordecai was—I hate to say hero—but like he was used in such a way that really brought saving to a lot of people um and the god used him the jews yeah i mean god used him to save his and... people so yeah I, I really like the book of esther but certainly yeah what's up Ash?
2: i was just gonna say before you jump to your next book i just i like the idea that you were talking about um we obviously don't see god the exact same way um and we've been having a lot of conversations and kind of the circles and community that i'm in recently um about just like seeing God, where is he, his presence and things like that. Um, and I think, you know, we were talking about like just coincidences and it's like, well, like ultimately, like it's not just a coincidence. Like it's when it happens, it's like, wow, like that was God. And, um, it can be easy to just like move on and be like, oh, well, all right, cool. Um, but if instead, like you really do stop and, and let yourself realize and process, like that really wasn't just a coincidence, like, like that was God. It can be so encouraging and it can be an encouragement in your faith rather than like, well, I don't see God in my life, so, well, this is terrible, you know, and I just, I wanted to share that, because someone shared it with me recently, and it was a huge encouragement for me to, to really take the coincidences as, like, that's moments of God being present, and I think, like, if Esther wasn't within the book of the Bible, and it was just a story that someone were to read, they'd be like, oh, well, like, what is, well, why would that belong in the book of the Bible? Like, that was just a coincidence that someone helped save, you know, the entire race, and they worked together, and he helped her become queen, like, oh, right, like, they're like, oh, just a big coincidence, um, and it wasn't right. Like it was yeah. all orchestrated by God, and I love that that it shows that in Scripture of His name might not have to be explicitly mentioned, but that doesn't mean that He's not at work and not ruler and sustainer overall.
1: So. Exactly, and the the main example of that in Esther that I think of is you know the the night. So so Queen Esther's already had Haman over, and that night right so Haman's already made the order to have all the Jews kind of executed and that night the king can't sleep and and I wonder why he can't sleep and the next thing you know he's like well I want the the books of you know the the things that have happened in my time brought to me and it just so happens that the book is brought to him and it just so happens that it's opened up to the page and he's told about how Mordecai stopped the plot to kill him and you know it's It just so happens, right? Like so many coincidences just so happen so that the king wants to honor Mordecai and ultimately God can bring about the saving. You know, I'll use, I'll just say saving, you know, the the saving of his people from the evils that Haman had planned.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, um, but yeah, I would say ultimately when it comes down to it my favorite book would be romans um for sure and i think probably a fair amount of people would say that it's just densely packed with goodness gospel good mm-hmm. news right like it yeah. it so clearly and uh, overbearingly expresses like the good news of jesus coming to save god's people and i think a lot of the letters that paul writes are really well written and the neat thing about romans well and about all the letters is that like they are literally written by a man who lived on this earth to a group of people about this savior that we proclaim and profess our faith in so like this literally happened like this guy wrote a letter to the people in rome who didn't or well maybe some of them knew Jesus but probably many of them didn't or were maybe you know struggling with their faith and he's writing them this letter about the Jesus that he knows and believes in and so i think there is just so much in there um that john piper um which is a very strong theologian of our generation um has said i don't i don't know if there's an exact quote but he's said that you know Obviously, the Bible is the greatest book in the world and, you know, Romans would be considered probably the greatest book within the Bible and even deeper Romans 8, the greatest chapter in that in that story. Um, And so, you know, I I love Romans chapter eight. I at one point had set out to memorize all of Romans 8. I certainly don't have all of it. But a fair amount of it I can quote many of my favorite verses. And I know a lot of people like to quote uh Romans 8 31, maybe Romans 8.35-36, which there's there's nothing wrong with those. You just, you know, you obviously want to be careful not to use them out of context because you get God is for us, who is against us, right there in 31. Um, and certainly God is for us, but it's talking about his people that he's chosen to save, and that ultimately things might work out for good, but maybe not in the way that we see them, um, and maybe not in this current life, right? But one of my favorite verses that I've I've come to appreciate more is Romans chapter 8, verse 18, and it says, for I consider, and this kind of, when Jordan talked about Ecclesiastes, it kind of, it takes me back to that a little. It says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is going to be revealed to us. And I think it's very similar to the futility of this world, right? Like, and I'll be the first to admit that, like, I don't know suffering like 99.9999% of the world knows suffering. I just don't. However, we all have our own struggles. And it's comforting to know that whatever that looks like for you in this life, it's not even worth comparing with the glory that's going to be revealed to us. And so that's... Go ahead. Well, when you said that, you said it was Romans
1: eight eighteen. That the the phraseology you used, right? Like of the glory that we're going to have, literally is pretty much spot on of Hebrews twelve, right? It says for the joy that lay before him, Mm -hmm. he just he endured the cross, despising the shame. Oh, I took your, I stole your thunder, didn't I, Ashley? I'm
0: sorry. No, I mean that's awesome. That like you guys were going to the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, that's Absolutely.
2: awesome.
0: But yeah, I think it's you know it it's a really comforting thing. Additionally, one of the things that I love about Romans eight is it it's on the heels of Romans seven. And you might sit here and think, well, duh, eight comes after seven. But like if you've read the Bible before, you kind of you may know about Romans seven. But in Romans chapter seven, Paul is writing about the problem of sin in us, and for people who follow Jesus. Like, we know that the biggest issue in the world is not, like, name your issue. It's not but, that. Yeah,
1: it's not cancer. It's not politics. It's not war. Right? right. It's sin. All of those, because all of those have their root cause. Yep. And, sin. and
0: so Paul's talking very personally about the problem of sin in us. And really, he's talking about the problem of sin in himself. And I'm going to read a little of it because Some it's those- powerful and, like, those are some of my favorite verses. I know exactly where you go. Yeah. And so he says, I'm in chapter 7, verse 14 of Romans. He says, for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold as a slave under sin. For I do not understand what I'm doing, because I do not practice what I want to do, but I do what I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, I agree with the law that it is good. So now I am no longer the one doing it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my flesh. For the desire to do what is good is with me, but there's no ability to do it. For I do not do the good that I want to do, but I practice the evil that I do not want to do. And he goes on and he says, For in my inner self I delight in God's law, but I see a different law in the parts of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and taking me prisoner to the law of sin in the parts of my body. And he says, what a wretched man I am. And I think a lot of us can relate to that. He says, who can save me from this? Absolutely. You know, I think a lot of us can relate to that at times where, you know, we feel very, you know, we feel burdened by that sin. Right. And it's like, what, a, you know, he says, what a wretched man I am. And then he goes on, he says, who will rescue me from this body of death? And a lot of people get to that point. Sometimes you just hit that rock bottom where you're you're like, am I even like, am I lovable? Am I savable? Like, is there any good for me? And he says, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Um, And then into chapter eight, the very beginning of chapter eight, he says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. Yeah, again, I like I could go through like all of Romans eight. There's so much good to unpack there, but it really is just deep with good news about jesus and so that ultimately is probably why it's my favorite book of the bible a lot of people would probably claim that um which is fair like i said it's it's deep with good news um and so i would encourage a lot of people to go there if if you're starting the bible i would probably say either start at genesis or maybe start with the gospels um but if you're also just looking for some somewhere to go romans is a very good place to start because paul very explicitly explains the good news of Jesus to the people of Rome and now to people upon people upon people.
2: Yeah. The verse, mm-hmm. another verse came to mind like, when you were talking about that. And um so obviously we know Paul wrote Romans and when Jordan was talking about Philippians, his favorite book, and I feel like he might have mentioned some of this verse, um, but Philippians was also wrote by Paul. So we're seeing written. the same author by Paul. So we're seeing the same author um just writing at a different time to a different people group Mm -hmm. and in chapter four verses 11 and 12 it says not that i am speaking of being in need for i have learned in whatever situation i am to be content i know how to be brought low and i know how to abound in any and every circumstance i have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger abundance and need and i feel like this ties to to so many things things that we've talked about right i mean i feel like it ties into what you were talking about in romans it ties into solomon like he had everything of the world it didn't matter like unless we're content in christ nothing else is gonna matter and i just i love that it kind of all wrapped back up with paul being the author of both um jordan mentioning Philippians as his first book and then you kind of talking about romans there just love that it all kind of wrapped back up together
1: you know, I I've really actually kind of loved this too because it's I think it's been a great example, right? We didn't plan this. Um, obviously you can probably tell that by all my mini interjections. But I think this has been a beautiful and really wonderful example of the fact that God is the one author of the Bible and that there is a continuous, obvious theme, right? Of God redeeming his people. Actually, I know why you're smiling. It's it's pretty incredible because it shows the Infallibility, the inerrancy, the the splendor and the interconnectedness of God's word. Right, the fact that we can, you know, each one of us can just pick two favorite books, and they can be Old Testament, New Testament. You you pick, right, and then you can just start drawing the arrows and drawing the lines and taking the strings, right, and attaching them and 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 making all the connections. Because ultimately, God is a good God. He's a sovereign God. We're a sinful people, and He out of just abundant, completely in, unfathomable grace, he chooses to save us. And and so it's pretty incredible.
2: Yeah, um, Jordan mentioned that I was smiling. If you, you, those of you that obviously can't see my face on this call right now, on Wednesdays, my campus ministry um, has its meeting. And the message this week was actually, all about one redemptive story throughout the entire Bible. And we had a scarlet thread wrote, like strung across the top of our stage, even. Um, and it's just like, I guess I talked about coinci- coincidences earlier, um, and how they're not coincidences, but that's kind of what we call them here. And like what a perfect way to end this, I guess, right? Like it was talked about on Wednesday. Jordan and I um were actually both able to be there this week, which was a lot of fun for me um getting to see him there. But the fact that that was Wednesday. Today's Friday. Two of us know, but like, how are we gonna tie that in? It is. It's one redemptive story throughout the entire Bible. God always knew what He was gonna do. His love is never changing, and His like, He loves His people and He saved His people. So
0: we could go on and on, but I'd say we'll go. And so ahead today and close. we're going
2: You know, we're we're gonna go uh, yeah. for about three and a half
1: hours. If y'all are driving in the car, just
0: yeah, slow down. Hopefully a little it's bit, a long trip. Hopefully you're going cross country touring. Um, and we'll take this quick second 30 second break and come back. Uh, no, Jordan, Well, actually, first of all, I really enjoyed seeing both of you guys on the podcast this week. It's always awesome to sit down and talk. Um, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll look forward to the next one as always. If you're listening and you want to get onto the podcast with us, we are more than happy to schedule a time with you because we just want to have conversations. That's what we're doing here. But with that said, Jordan, do you want to pray us out and we'll we'll close this one.
1: I suppose so. Let's do it. Heavenly Father, we are always so grateful for the opportunity to have conversations about you. And Lord, what a joy it is because you are good. You are very good. You are a great and gracious, compassionate, and kind, loving God, Um, showing compassion to a thousand generations, forgiving iniquity, rebellion, and sin. Lord, we are so grateful for that. I think one of the Psalms, it says like happy is the one whose Lord is God, right? And and that's us. We are happy because you have chosen us. And, and so we praise you and we thank you for the chance to talk about your goodness, for the for the ability to have your holy word and to have it in a, a language that we easily understand and to have the, the gift of many translations to compare and to be encouraged from and and Lord, we we just, uh, we just thank you for that, and we praise you for the blessing of your word and uh, having it in our language and for the chance to get on the call. Lord, we pray that you would use your word in the lives of all your people and that you would use it to grow them, to sanctify them, to build them up and encourage them, correct and rebuke them, humble them under their sin, but above all, honor and glorify yourself and point them to your Son, who is the Savior of your people. Lord, we love you so much and we pray and we ask all these things in jesus name and we ask that you would help us not to forget to praise you with all of our lives and all that we think we say that we do lord you are our king and we pray this in jesus name amen Mm -hmm.
0: Thank you for joining us this week on the Faith Speaks Podcast. As always, feel free to reach out to any one of us individually or through our Faith Speaks Podcast Instagram account, Facebook account, or at faithspeakspodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, we look forward to having you guys back here next week on the Faith Speaks Podcast. See you guys.